The title of this is After This. How many believe there's an after this after that? <laughs> so, so let's go back in time. It's 95 A.D., 95 years after the birth of Christ. And John the Revelator, John the Apostle, the Apostle John, he's the only one left of the 12. The other 11 have already been martyred. He's the only apostle that didn't face martyr, natural death. But he's on, I always want to say Ellis Island, but it's not Ellis Island. That's on the other coast. Alcatraz is the one I'm trying to think of. He's on Alcatraz, right? It's, it's an island, one of the Greek islands, a really barren island called Patmos. And that, it was a colony. It's where the Roman Empire would send people that they didn't kill, <laughs> which wasn't that many. And they, they sent John there on the island of Patmos. How many know that he was literally boiled? Can you imagine being boiled in hot? Huh? And, and that's the point. He still lived. I would rather just shoot me and get it over with. I don't want to do that. So he really was given a choice. You either work, because this is the time that emperor worship really got hold, and you either worship the emperor as a god or you die. That was your choice. Or be boiled in oil, right? So, listen, he chose to worship the king of kings and the lord of lords. Listen, John did not despair. He didn't just sit around and gripe about how bad things are. You know, back then, you couldn't elect an emperor. <laughs> you really didn't have a whole lot of liberties back then. And the church was severely persecuted. He didn't despair. In fact, he got a vision for the future. And God began to show him what was coming. Because as I said at the beginning of this message, there's always an after this, after that. And no matter what you're going through, whatever you might go through next week, whatever problems you might be facing, you might feel depressed, you may not be able to sleep at night, you're worried about finances or there's health issues, whatever it might be, I have a word for you. After this, there's always an after this. I know sometimes we preach that, that little saying in the Scriptures, and, and this too shall pass. Listen, it's not just about passing. It's not about something just passing. I can't wait till this is over. No, it's not about it's not about that because God is using what you're going through. What you're going through is not wasted time. You don't just sit there and say, I can't wait till this is over. This too shall pass. No, it's not about that. God is using this to get to that. Amen. He's going to use it. The devil may have brought it, but God's going to use it. It may look really bad, but God is going to use it. Listen, there is an after this, after that, and God's in charge of this thing. Amen. Give him a praise if you believe it. Amen. Revelation chapter 1. Let's, let's get to the beginning of this. And verse 9, and John begins to speak there. And he said, I, John, you're both your brother and companion in the tribulation and, and, and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Listen, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. You know, some people are here on the Lord's day 
but maybe not in the spirit on the Lord's day. There are Christians who don't know what I'm talking about when we say get in the spirit. There are Christians who have never, look, can you imagine, never felt the presence of God. They just come to church because that's the right thing to do, and they're a Christian, they live right, live a good life, and all that's fine and good, but they never really, ex- oh, how many have experienced the embrace of the Holy Ghost? How, how many have ever experienced his presence? You know what I'm talking about when I say presence of God. You, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you know when it's there. You know when it's not. You know when it's near. You know when it's greatly increased upon you. You know the presence of the Lord. Watch this. So, so maybe he's boiled in oil on Saturday, but on Sunday he's back in church. Some of us can't get up when it, when, when it rains. He says, he says, present company excluded, you're all here, praise God. I'm not fussing at you. Last week you might have done it. But listen to me, listen to me. Boiled in oil on Saturday, his skin literally coming off. From the, we can get nasty here, but we're not going to. The skin coming off his body being boiled in oil, and the next day he says, I'm going to church. And, and it wasn't, you know, they didn't have a church building. It took, it was about 300 years before they had any church buildings. So this is not a church building, but it was the Lord's day and he was in the spirit. I said it was the Lord's day and he was in the spirit. I don't care what my flesh feels like. I'm going to find a way to get in the spirit. I'm going to praise him regardless of how I feel. I'm going to find a place to praise him. Amen. Regardless of the week I just had, I, I might have some concerns about Next week, but I am here on the Lord's day in the presence of the Lord. I am here. Give him a praise if you're with me on this. Hallelujah. So he was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet. That'll wake you up. Some of you get offended when they blow the shofar behind you. Get used to it. I wish they'd cut the worship shorter. I don't quit up there. I feel sorry for worship leaders because they got to do that through all eternity. When I die, I'm done. (laughs) You don't get tired, so. Amen. When I die, I'm done. No preachers in heaven. I'm done. Edward, I'm done. Y'all work for all eternity. God bless you. He, then he said, and this is interesting language here. He said, then I, what? I turned to see the, because the trumpet, the trumpet voice was behind him, so I, you can't see your future till you turn. You can't hear God unless you, you got to turn away from some things to hear what God is trying to say to you from behind. Amen. And, and, and he said, I turned to see the voice. And that's not the TV program. He turned. How do you see a voice? But he, he knew what he was talking about because the voice was a vision. 
Listen, when you get a voice from God, that's a vision from God. And so, so what is it? Worship is the key. It's only in worship you're going to see God. If you don't like to worship, you're in trouble already. Because it's in worship that worship creates an atmosphere. Worship, listen, when you worship, that attracts God. And if you're always complaining about worship, God's like, well, whatever. Good luck with tomorrow. (laughs) We just need to have an attitude of worship because it literally draws the presence of God. It's like if we kind of think in the natural, God's up there in heaven. He goes, oh, I hear someone worshiping. Let me go on down. What, What someone said the other day, oh, I loved it. What was it? He said, the Lord sits high but bows low. He sits high, but bows low. He he bends low to you and I. Aren't you glad for Jesus? Amen. Aren't you glad for Jesus? Amen. Here's the thing. We can't give in to fear. I heard someone say this, and I agree with it completely. He said, said, one thing about COVID is this. One thing about COVID, it is. It, it revealed something about Christians. It revealed that a lot of us still have a fear of dying. Now, listen, I believe in being careful. I believe in, you know, don't be stupid, don't be careless. I understand all that. But at the same time, if you're living in fear, that's not faith. It's actually sin. <laughs> Someone just threw a tomato at me. I felt it. Someone out there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And listen, here's my testimony. I am not going to be afraid. I am not living in fear. I'm not going to be constantly concerned. I'm going to be careful. I'm going to be smart. I'm not going to be stupid. Amen. I'm going to be watch what I do. I'm going to wash my hands a lot in Jesus' name. Amen. And if I'm close to somebody, you know, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll wear a mask. I I, I would. Jeez. I was, I, was, I was over at the, the, I go to the VA for my health, and I was in the waiting room, and there was nobody in the waiting room. It's a big waiting room. Nobody in the waiting room. So I took my little mask down. There's nobody there, right? And one of the employees comes by, sir, would you please put your mask on? And I said, there's nobody here. You're 20 feet and walking past me, so... But I put my mask on because I didn't want to lose my benefits. All right, praise God. I'm, I'm sorry. I am losing my mind. God, help us. Amen. Listen, we can't give in to fear. We can't live with fear every day, every hour, everywhere we go. Amen. I'm not, I'm not going to live with all the intimidation and all the stuff that's going on. Amen. I'm going to be smart, but I am going to walk in the joy and the victory of God every day of my life. And I'm not giving in to fear. COVID has revealed something in Christians. We still have a fear of death. Wow. We should, we should be the ones, you know, how many times have you heard me tell this story about the guy in the back, right? Yeah, y'all know what story I'm going to. The preacher's preaching about the, how many believe the rapture could happen right now. 
Rapture can happen anytime, anywhere, anytime, anywhere. It can happen. And the preacher's preaching, you need to be ready. You need to be. He keeps asking everybody how many are ready, and they're all raising their hand. Everyone raised their hand, but that one old man in the back. He would not raise his hand. Aggravated the preacher. So finally he said, sir, why aren't, are you not ready to go? Why aren't you raising your hand? He said, yes, yes, pastor, I'm ready to go. But the way you preach it, I thought you were getting a load ready to go now. Sometimes it feels that real, right? So that's kind of where we're at. We all want to go to heaven, just not today. We, we all want to go to heaven, but not like that. You know, uh, listen, listen, if you're living right, your day is preordained. It's set on the calendar. God knows exactly when you're going to die. He's not going to tell you. But if he's in charge, why fight it? God's in charge. Hallelujah. If I'm living for God, the devil can't steal a minute from my life. Not a minute from my life. I'm going to go when he says I'm going to go. I'm going to go when he put it on his calendar that I'm going to go and not a minute earlier. Somebody praise him. Listen, there's an after this, after that, so we don't have to be afraid of all this. We heard the expression, this too shall pass. I don't, I don't like that expression because it's not about something just passing. It's about God using it in the first place. So it's not about let's just hang on until this passes. No, 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 no. God's in it now. The devil may have sent it, but God's going to use it. The devil might have sent it, but all things work together to good to them that are called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. And I stand on that and claim that. That's why you can rejoice in tribulation. There's an after this, after that. God help us. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11. He said, and they overcame the devil, right? How many overcomers do we have here? You know, I don't care what I say. Some of you will never raise your hand. You're just, you're just against it. <laughs> right? How many overcomers do we have here? That's better. That's better. Still three or four. All right. And they overcame him three ways. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb. Ah, oh, it's the blood. Oh, he's, he's uh, pastor's coughing. Don't hug him. Uh, no, no. I was outside all day. My voice is about shot. But listen, they overcame him, say it, by the blood of the lamb. Number two, by the word of their testimony. What you say counts. And if you say something bad or negative, the devil will agree with you. And there's, there's power in agreement. Uh, come on now. That's why you say amen when I say something right. Number three, and they did not love their lives. And the next day, he's in the spirit. How many believe he's not focusing on his pain? He's focusing on the spirit within him. How many, how many love the battle psalm of Psalms 91, the soldier's psalm? Psalms 91, let's go through verse 1 through 3. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, he shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. Come on. 
The doctor's not my refuge and fortress. The government's not my rock and my fortress. Come on. And antibodies aren't my fortress. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the what? The snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Two things. So the fowler is, is a birder. It's, it's someone who catches birds. So what does that mean? The devil's trying to keep you from soaring. In the first service, I said snorting. The devil will let you snore all you want, especially on Sunday morning. I'm just going to worship at St. Mattress. Listen, listen, the devil doesn't care if you don't do anything. He may not get you to backslide. Don't worry me. He, He may not get you to backslide, but listen to me. It can get you to not realize your destiny. If he could just get you to do to be a do-nothing Christian, he's won. You may go to heaven, but you're not taking anyone with you, and, and you're not going to realize your purpose and all the power you could walk in. Amen. So, you know, he, listen, the devil doesn't care if you're a turkey. Gobble, gobble, come on. And here's the second thing, and, and, and he's going to save us, what, from the perilous pestilence. Hello. You know what that means? That means he's going to save us from things we get from other people. And that's not just a virus. That's negativity. That's I'm going to put you down. That's I don't believe in you. That's you'll never make it. It's all the words and and curses, amen, that people put on us, amen, to try to keep us back from what we, amen. He said, I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to keep you safe from all the junk that you pick up from other people. Ah, Come on and praise him, amen. Woo! So, so John goes into the third chapter of Revelation. I'm not going to throw that up on the board, but in the third chapter and second chapter, he talks about the seven churches, and he goes through, and he gets to the seventh church, the last church, the latest church, and he gets down to the end of it, and he says, right at the last of that, uh, last of that chapter, he says, and I saw a door. I saw a closed door, but I'm knocking on the door. I'm knocking on the door. He said, well, why wouldn't, here's, here's how I believe. You, you've heard me say this before. You ever been to a hotel where you got the, the double doors so that, you know, two rooms can share if you want? I, I remember once I was in one of those rooms. I was by myself traveling. And, I, and I'm telling you, there were like 23 kids in the next room. They were, they were climbing the walls, kicking the, I mean, they were, they were just, they were just out of control. I thought, oh, my God, what's going on over there? And then they discovered the door. There's a door. And they opened the door only to find what? Another door. And they start banging on the door, and I could see the thing moving, and they're banging. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, those 23 kids are going to be in my room. And, and, and then I realized they can open their door, but they can't open my door. My door is open if I want to open my door. So I got kind of nervous, and then I just said, 
beat on the door all you want. I'm here to tell you, the, de the devil will open his door and try to bang on yours, but as long as you keep that door locked, he ain't coming in, amen. He can't get it. He has no legal authority to come in. But really what God was talking about is there is a door in heaven. And in chapter 3, it says, I saw a closed door. And then you get to chapter 4, verse 1. And remember, in the original Greek, there are no chapters, there are no verses. So we just go from one thing right to the other, right? And he goes at the end of chapter 3, he says, and I saw a door, I saw a closed door, and, and Jesus is knocking on the door. But in, but in, in Romans, Romans, in Revelation chapter 4, in verse 1, watch this. Here's what he says. After these things, after the closed door, after all the persecution, after all the messages and warnings to the seven churches, he says, after these things, say it with me, after these things, I looked and behold, a door standing. How many know if he opens the door, no devil can close it? And if he closes the door, no devil can open it. Is that the word of God or not? You need to stand on that word. If he opens it, nobody can shut it. And if he shuts it, no devil can open it. So he says, there's a door, and it's just standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, come up here. Time to do some climbing, church. You can't just sit there in the pew and wait for it to come down. He said, come up. Listen, in the old church, we always talked about, let's pray it down. Why don't you stand up? Instead of sitting there, we're like, well, preacher, if God was in it. I heard people say, well, if you see me move, you'll know it's God. No, if we see you move, it'll be a miracle. <laughs> I'm going to tell you where I'm at with that. <laughs> I don't want to be the last one to move when God moves. I want to be the first one to move. I don't need to be knocked off my horse to realize God's after me. I, as soon as the first little gentle breeze comes across, I want to recognize the presence of the Lord in the breeze. I don't have to be knocked off my horse, Paul. I want to know him as soon as he whispers my name. Woo! After this, after this, after this. There's a that. Praise God forevermore. Worship is the key to all this. I looked and I saw and a trumpet saying with me, come up here and I will show. You've got to come up to see. In, in, in battles in the old days before they had everything else, they, they, would, they would climb a tree or get on high ground so they can see. You can't see in the valley. The valley's nice, but you can't see. you got to climb. The closer you get to God, the better the view. I don't get that later. I said the closer you get to God, the better the view because you're climbing. You're climbing. And, and oh, uh, yeah, so, 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 so there it is. Come up here. I'll show you things which much, 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 <laughs> much, must and I don't even have dentures, which must take place. Let's just go home. After this, say it with me, after this. That's the title of the message, my God. Verse 2, I'm tired. Anybody else tired? 
the Lord's, oh, how many know the Lord is your strength? Immediately, say immediately. Immediately I was in the spirit and behold a throne set in heaven. Ah, oh, I tell you, when you get in the spirit immediately, you're in heavenly places with God. Ah, oh, praise him. Four things real quick he says. He says, first of all, I looked. Number two, I heard. Then he said, come up here and I'll show you. But here's the thing. You can't climb. It's hard to go up ladders when you're carrying and climb up that ladder. It's like, let me climb up there and you can throw me something, but I'm not. I, you, you, you have got to put something down before you could go up. Now, some people try to drag it all up there. We got some hoarders in the house. You want to take everything with you. I've never, I've, I've never seen a trailer behind a hearse, have you? After this. It's, the purpose of this message today is not to define what after this is. It's to give you hope that, that it's there. That whatever we face next week, next month, whatever, whatever is ahead, there's always a that after this. Come on, church. And there's always an after this, after that. Let me close with 2 Samuel chapter 2, week in the year. After this, Lord, saying, shall I go up? And the Lord said to him, go up. There it is again. Go up, David. Where shall I go up? And he said to him, to he go to Hebron. So David went up there, and his two wives also, so on. Then the men of Judah came, and there they what? Anointed David, king over the house of Judah. And they told David, saying, in the previous chapter is where we record. Remember, they appointed Saul because he looked good. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Saul represents, see, Saul always wanted to please the people. That'll get you killed. <laughs> Saul is the entertainment pastor. Saul is, let's keep everybody happy. But listen, you can't always keep people happy and do what God wants you to do. God doesn't, God doesn't say, all right, take a vote. God is never the God of the majority. But if God be with us, who could be against us? We can be a minority and still win for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So Saul dies. He dies in the battle. And now they get David and they anoint David over Judah. They anoint him over praise. Oh, I feel the Lord in this. David was anointed after Saul died. Sometimes something needs to go before you can go up. Sometimes something's got to die before you can live. Sometimes we just have to admit this is holding me back. This is not getting me closer to God. This is something I'm always fighting with. But I need to let it go. If I let it go, I can go up.
but I, but I can't carry all this stuff and, and, and climb up. And I'm never going to see what I need to see. There's never going to be an after this as long as I insist on carrying that. Come on, church. I don't need, I mean, if you, I can make a list right now, but if I start making lists and you're not in the list, then you go, sure, preacher's not preaching to me. You make your own list. You know what's keeping you back. You know what's slowing you up. You know what's keeping you from going up. That weight that's, that's so easy. There is an anointing. I said there's an anointing for what's coming after this. What's an anointing? An anointing is an empowerment to face what's ahead. But listen, some of you talk about getting rid of something. Some of us just need to get rid of the fear. Because we're, we're not going to be successful as long as we hang on to the fear. The fear will hold you back, and you'll never see what's after this, what's going on right now in your life. We need to identify that fear. And if there's fear, let's cast it out. Perfect love casts out fear. Sometimes you actually get to the point where I'm not afraid of dying. Well, preacher, that's easy for you to say. You're closer than I am. (laughs) Not really. The closer you get, the more real it becomes. If you're a millennial, you think you're going to live forever. You know, you don't. But you get older, uh, it starts getting real. You know, we're going to die one of these days. But how many are not afraid? I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I am not afraid. Anybody ready to go? You better raise your hands. How many are ready to go? Let's stand then if you're ready to go. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, if I cut up too much today, I'm sorry. I'm feeling it, I tell you. Jesus. Let me tell you something. Preachers that rely on manipulating the presence, they they can't joke and they can't do stuff like that because they rely on manipulation. It doesn't matter what I do. If God's here, God's here. And if he's not, he's not. And you you know my philosophy on that. I'm not going to try to manipulate things to make you think God's here when he's not here. If he's here, he's here. If he's not, he's not. Y'all are mature enough to know the difference, by the way. This is a great church. You know the difference. I can't play that game anyway. So can I just be me? Let me just preach the word and let God take charge of everything else. Amen. There, there's old timers that, that don't like my preaching. Ah, preacher, you gotta be serious. That's just the word I got. Hey, I'm serious about the word. I'm just not very serious about me. I'm serious about the word. And I'm telling you, God's in this house right now, and you know that He is. I feel, I feel His presence, and I just feel like going a little higher. Anybody else? I just feel like taking a few more steps on the rung of the ladder. I just wanna go up and see. He said, go up. I've got something to show you. 
Listen, we actually spend hours watching the news to see what's next instead of being on our knees seeking the face of God so he can tell us what's next 